A big day ahead for Jackson County softball and baseball. Some young guns stepping up for Pickett County baseball. The District 7-3A regular season race is heating up. Welcome back here on the High School Playbook. We're joined now by head coach of the Pickett County Bobcats baseball program, head coach Jamie Cravens, sitting right around a little below 500 on the season so far, but you started out with a few wins. You beat Oakdale, and then you played a really good Gordonsville team. You beat Van Buren. How do you think the guys have played so far to start the season? I'm pretty happy with the way we're playing. We've got a lot of young guys. Uh, Some games I'm starting five freshmen. Uh, we lost a really, a really good senior class from last year, so we're definitely going to be a better team later on in April than what we were to begin the season. And uh, but, and I felt like we competed the games we should have competed. Uh, Gordonville is a really good team, and uh, I, I pitched a freshman against them the first game, and we were going into the fifth inning about uh, I think the score was two to one. So we competed for a while. We just kind of the wheels just kind of fell off and. That's kind of expected with a really, really young team against a really good team. Have you kind of seen the progression of those younger players? I know you kind of sprinkle in some older guys as well. I know Hunter Wattenbarger, who was on the basketball team, on the baseball team as well, so I'm sure he helps out a lot, at least in terms of that seniority. But have some of the younger guys started to progress as the season has gone on? Most definitely, yeah. We uh, The first couple games of the season, uh, I've got a freshman leading off, Eli Reagan, and another freshman, Aiden Reels, batting second. And they were struggling a little bit. Of course, uh, Eli had just gotten out of basketball. and But both of those guys has picked their averages up. They're both around 300 uh, batting average now for a freshman. That's, uh, I've been really happy with them. And uh, you mentioned Hunter Wattenberger. Hunter's batting over 500, and he's he's been unbelievable this season. And uh, But, yeah, those young guys are starting. You know, we, we kind of uh, explained to them that, I'm sorry, but you can't be a freshman. <laughs> You're going to have to step up and, and, and be a leader of this team because we are so so young. We only have one senior, and that, that's Hunter. And uh, but I've been really uh, I've been really pleased with how they've progressed. Uh, Aiden and they both pitch. Aiden has been he stepped up and become one of our best pitchers. Uh, he was a freshman that pitched a really good game against Gordonsville. And uh, but I can't say enough about those guys. They're, like I said, they're going to be a whole lot better. As time goes on, and they they get a chance to, because they're getting to play in a little bit of JV games too, just to get some extra reps, extra at bats. So uh, I've been really pleased with them. Well, I think as well as anybody, Eli knows uh, playing as a freshman, especially in District Seven A, you got to step up. He did it in basketball, and now it sounds like he's doing it in baseball. And you mentioned Hunter hitting over five hundred, and that kind of leads me into my next question. I was going to ask who's playing well. Sounds like your lone senior is playing pretty well this season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Hunter's definitely he he's kind of he stepped up to really lead. Uh, everybody knows he's a he's a phenomenal basketball player, and that, that was his true passion. But he's uh he's kind of found his place in, on the baseball field, and he's playing shortstop for us, and 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 playing really good defense. But he can play any position on the field. He's just a phenomenal athlete. But uh, I think he's got eight or nine extra base hits uh, in the few games we've played, and like I said, batting. He might be 500 exactly. He was batting a little over 500. I think it's 500 now. And uh, but in two home runs. But I mean, he just every time when he gets up to bat, you expect something good to happen. And you know, he he's been intentionally walked three or four times now. So teams are starting to notice, and uh, we'll probably see see more of that. But uh, we've got a couple good guys behind him. His brother Heath Wattenberger is just only a sophomore, and I've got him batting right behind Hunter. So. 
if you walk hunter, you're going to have to face Heath, and that's not that that that's not easily done. We're talking with head coach Jamie Cravens of the Pickett County Bobcats baseball program right here on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you guys are a little bit under 500 right now, but we're talking about it. The offense isn't really an issue. It's just kind of stringing together those wins. Going forward in the season, how do you try to put one, two, and three wins together? That's definitely a challenge. and uh, For us, being one of the smallest schools in the area, uh, we have to travel a long ways if we're going to play another single-A team. So our record could be very deceiving when you get to the end of the season because we're playing we're playing teams that's bigger than us and different classifications. You know, out of our losses, you know, we've got Monterey and Jackson County's in there, and uh, you know, uh, we'll play Livingston Academy later on in the season. I don't, we don't dodge anybody, but I think that's just going to make us better as we go on. But to your question of stringing together wins, that's that's the whole point of trying to get into that district play i want to face as good a pitching as we can and to get our guys ready and hopefully we start playing good ball at the right time uh we picked up a win against clark range but we had a rain out uh that was a good district win for us and then we've got red bull the next week uh in clay county the week after that so we're going to have to figure out a way to string together some wins to, so we can at least be in that number two spot in the district that's our goal well, let's talk about that district a little bit. You mentioned it there. Obviously, Gordonsville, they're going to be on top year in and year out. You've already played them and played them close in the one game, but fell twice to them already. They beat Clay County once, and then their second game got rained out. So they're sitting atop the standings right now. After that, though, it seems pretty wide open between you guys, Clay County, Clark Range, and then you have Red Boiling Springs as well down at the bottom as of right now. But that two spot, pretty wide open. You have Red Boiling Springs coming up on Monday and Tuesday. How important are those two games? to try to cement yourselves atop that in that maybe that two seed oh it's definitely important we we can't overlook any anyone in our district red bull and they are at the bottom right now but uh those guys have beaten us before when i felt like we had a better team just because it you you try to figure your pitching out and uh sometimes you may overlook somebody and, and we just don't have that luxury this year we can't overlook anybody we have to come out with with the best we've got every single night and best chance to win and uh but yeah the number two spot is that's what everyone's playing for right now and you know with jackson county monterey and trousdale moving out of our district that kind of opened things up for some of the other teams to have a, a shot and getting in there and getting into a region tournament because in baseball you're only only the top two teams move on from districts and uh, clay county didn't lose but i think they lost one player from last year so they're they're really tough uh but uh we're looking forward to the challenge Head coach Jamie Cravens with the Pickett County Bobcats baseball program right here on the high school playbook. They've got Red Boiling Springs in District 7A action coming up on Monday and Tuesday. Coach, we appreciate the time. Good luck going forward in the season. Thank you very much. Welcome back on the high school playbook. We're joined now by head coach of the Monterey Wildcats softball program, Brad Swafford. Coach, sitting right around 500 on the season right now. You've played some really tough teams. How do you think the girls have played so far? Uh, we've responded pretty well. Uh been up and down. I mean, I like to play, uh, I believe in playing up and playing tough teams early, especially early in the season. It'll benefit you in the long run. So I think we've, uh, we, I think we're about to hit a stride and hopefully we can, uh, get some wins here in April. Who are some of the girls that are playing well so far this season? 
Uh, Molly Sue Sparks has done a tremendous job pitching and hitting for us. Randy Nolan's had a great year so far. Uh, those two have those two are seniors. They've they're really leading the team. Uh, Jordan Walker's started out well. Um, I just the the lineup has been just we're hitting a lot better as a team and whole as a whole. Uh, better with the runners in scoring position than we did last year. Coach, you kind of mentioned how you're hoping here in April that you can kind of string together some wins, and obviously that's uh, especially baseball and softball. That's kind of the point. It's hard to string together wins when if you, the pitching might not be on one night, the hitting might not be on one night. How do you try to work on that in practice, or even can you even work on that in practice and try to translate that into games? Um, during practice, we'll my assistant coach and I, uh, Hunter Grubbs, will kind of. Before practice, we'll kind of get together and talk about things we need to work on, and I'll set in uh, specific design drills to work on things that we could improve at. You and guys we'll kind of go from there. You guys obviously still early on in district play. It was, uh, you've only played a hand a couple of games so far. It's a new district for you guys moving up in the classification as well. What's that been like for you guys so far this season? Kind of early detail. But, um, you know, Bledsoe, his, they are really, really tough this year. Uh, I don't know if they've even lost a game yet. Uh, so uh, it's early, but uh, the competition is uh, definitely, definitely there. We're talking with head coach of the Monterey Wildcats softball program, Brad Swafford, right here on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, I assume most teams kind of set goals, set expectations before the season. Now about halfway, getting to the halfway point in the season. Have you guys been able to reflect on those goals? And I guess, how are they looking right now? Uh, yes. One of my goals, I wanted to improve base running on this team from last year. I want to get better at scoring from second, getting from first to third on base hits. Uh, so in the preseason, we really emphasized base running and I believe it's paid off because I can see we're a lot better base running team than we were last year. Also, our timely hitting, uh, I mentioned earlier about uh, we struggled last year with runners in scoring position, uh, and we have definitely uh, gotten a lot better at that this year. So the so far, the team goals, have we've done a good job at working towards those. I feel like, especially with the base running, you can definitely work on that in practice, and you can definitely work on the hitting and trying to score runners from second in practice, but is it more important for them to try to make sure they do that in games and kind of get that game experience rather than just in practice? Uh, yeah, it, it's a mindset. Uh, you know, we've got a you got when we get runners in scoring position, we can't leave those stranded. You know, we last year it seemed like we left the bases loaded all the time. It seemed like every game in my eyes. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it's just a mindset with just being more aggressive. It's on the base pass, uh, but there, you know, there's that fine line between being aggressive and getting, you know, getting the first or third out at third, you know, stuff. So uh, we, we just. Uh, 
like I said, it's just been a mindset in the beginning of the practices. At the beginning of the season, I said these are the things we've got to work on that we struggled at last year in order to be successful. And uh, we've they've done a good job of responding with that so far. Have there been a couple parts to the game or a couple parts to your team on top of the base running, on top of trying to get the runners in scoring position actually into scoring that you've seen pop up kind of throughout the season that you guys are starting to work on in practice now? Well, we could always be more sharp uh, defensively. Pitching uh, has been, you know, we always try to work ahead. So, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it, you know, softball, baseball is, it's a hard game, you know. It'll uh, it'll make you uh, modest quick. If you think you got it figured out, it will. Uh, you know, she'll come back and bite you. Lastly, coach, I, getting back into district play, still very early on, like we had talked about earlier on here in, in this interview. But uh, what do you want to see your girls do well in this district, and especially over the next couple of games? Well, we just we need to throw strikes, uh, catch the ball when it's hit to us get timely hits, and, uh, you know, see what happens. I guess when you put it that way, it seems pretty simple, doesn't it? And <laughs> That's head coach Brad Swafford with the Monterey Wildcats softball program right here on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, we appreciate the time. Good luck going forward in the season. Thank you very much. We're talking with the head coach of the Cookville lacrosse team, Elliot Woods. Coach Woods, appreciate you joining us here on the program. A big news development in the world of lacrosse, the TSSAA. They were going to vote on whether to sanction lacrosse, both boys and girls, for the TSSAA. They ended up tabling that discussion until December for their next meeting. What does that mean for you guys? You guys have been trying to get at a sanctioned event for some time now. What, what does that mean from you guys, and I guess what have you heard about it? Yeah, so first off, thanks for having me on. You know, what that, what that means for us as a league is that it just gives us more time to kind of prepare and get ready for sanctioning. Um, this is nothing that we weren't really ready for to begin with. I think as while while we don't like hearing that they're tabling it till December, it's also something that you know we've kind of talked about as a league, and that we're ready for. We've been moving towards being TWSWA ready for a few years now, and so I think what we're going to do is we're just going to use it as an opportunity to kind of you know fine tune some things and and sort of get ready. So when TWSWA does decide, hey, we're ready. You know, we can be right there with them and work with them uh, to, to do that. Now, you mentioned league. You're a part of the Tennessee Scholastic Lacrosse Association. When you mention what you guys have to do to get ready to become a sanctioned sport with the TSSAA, what does that entail? So it's just kind of getting, you know, getting the alignment uh, to where TSSAA can kind of just, you know, plug in place. Uh, you know, doing kind of things the way TSSAA would, would normally do it, making sure that teams and schools are playing who they would normally play if we were under a TSSAA model. Um, so, for instance, us at Cookville, we're a big school, so we're going to always play those big schools. Um, that's the way it is in every sport. And so we just kind of have to make sure that, hey, uh, you know, are the right size schools playing the right size schools? Are we doing things the right way? Are schools supporting their programs? Um, you know, we're very lucky here at Cookville that we have a, a school that has supported us basically from the start. We've been around for a while now, so, you know, since the early 2000s. So uh, our school is very supportive, and we're just trying to make sure that other schools are on board with their programs that are representing those schools. 
And so, uh, you know, that's kind of the next step going. We think we're in a good sp- spot in terms of alignment-wise. Um, but getting, you know, making sure that schools are on board and that they're supporting their programs is kind of our next step. And we think we're actually doing a pretty good job with that. You're with the Cookville Lacrosse program. You just mentioned it there. You guys have been a program for quite some time since the early 2000s, going back to 2003. Since then, it's built into both a boys and girls high school program along with a middle school program. How big is the sport of lacrosse just in the state of Tennessee in general? So, you know, within the state of Tennessee, it's it's not, you know, I wouldn't call it a mainstream sport. I think we're doing good things to get there. Uh, I think, you know, the more people are seeing lacrosse, the more they realize what a fun sport it is to play and watch. Um, back when I started playing, which was, you know, 2001, it was, hey, man, you know, there's this great sport, but no one's really heard about it. Now I think, you know, people see a cookful lacrosse shirt, someone in, in a cookful lacrosse apparel, walking around town, and they kind of know, hey, you know, that's that sport with the stick and the ball. Um, but in terms of, you know, just just general knowledge of lacrosse, it's still kind of fairly new to this area. Um, and so while it is growing and it's growing nationwide, um, you know, it's still one of those things where it's it's kind of an unheard of sport or unknown sport uh, in terms of kind of, you know, basic principles, rules, stuff like that. But I think the more that people are watching it, the more they realize that it is something that is fun and that they enjoy watching. So it sounds like a, somewhat of a positive thing that they might have tabled that in at least until December to decide if they do want to sanction lacrosse as a sport in the TSSAA. You guys have time to, to present them some more information for you guys to get ready for it as well. If they were to sanction it in December, would you guys start in spring then? Uh, so I, that's not something I'm really sure about. Uh, that is something that I think would be presented to the league. Um, and, and, and I'm on the competition committee, so I think we would be kind of told, hey, this is our timeline. Um, I, I would be very surprised if they said, hey, we're, we're going next year. Um, you know, the last time they discussed sanctioning and it was kind of, you know, everyone was kind of for it, they gave us about two or three years to get things ready. So I would just assume that they're going to give us a similar timeline to that. We're talking with head coach Elliot Woods of the Cookville Lacrosse Program. And, Coach, we're, we're talking about sanctioning the sport. You guys are still playing no matter what, still playing the game, still playing competition. Looks like you guys are having a pretty good season. Just kind of take me through what the season has been like and, and how the team's been playing. Uh, yes, this season, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun. We're getting back to kind of the basics. We have a very young team, so kind of teaching them, you know, the, the right way to play lacrosse. we got a lot of guys coming back from last year's team which obviously had some great success. And so those guys got to see firsthand, you know, how lacrosse is, is should be played. But they didn't really have a chance to get a whole lot of significant playing time. So this year they're they're stepping up, they're playing big roles. And then we've got a bunch of new guys, guys that hadn't really had a lacrosse experience or really even picked up a stick before, but good athletes. And we are, uh, you know, we're kind of this perfect blend of guys that know what, what lacrosse is supposed to look like and guys that are learning, but learning the right way. And so that's that's kind of been kind of a fun challenge for us coaches to kind of, you know, kind of work with that. We're looking to make a strong push towards the playoffs. And so uh, it's been kind of fun. You know, lacrosse is this great sport that, you know, combines a lot of aspects of other great sports. And so kind of translating that with a, with a guy that maybe has played football but has never played lacrosse or basketball um, and kind of showing them, hey, this is how this works in lacrosse. It's been a lot of fun.
Head Coach Elliot Woods with the Cookville Lacrosse Program. Coach, we appreciate the time and uh, good luck going forward in the season. Hopefully we see this sport as a sanctioned sport in the very near, near future. Hey, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Welcome back here on the High School Playbook. We're joined now by Head Coach Casey Bennett of the Livingston Academy Wildcats Softball Program. Coach, it's a struggle to start this season for your girls, but just kind of take me through what's it been like this season? What have you seen from your girls? Well, when we started the season, we lost six of our starters from last year. So we were kind of starting from scratch, and we knew it was going to be difficult. But we've always said we're just trying to get better every day. That's our goal, every day to get a little bit better, because our goal is the end of the season, not the middle of the season. Have you kind of seen that progression as the season has gone on? We've we've done some good things, and then we'll do some bad things. But they're trying. You can't you can't ask for anything more than the effort they're putting in. You mentioned losing the six starters, you know, so obviously you got to fill them in. Are you filling them in with younger players that were on the team last year? Or are they some older players that just haven't had a lot of playing time? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, one of our starters is actually a senior who has never played softball before. And um, uh, most of the others are, are younger who's never had significant playing time. So we've just had to uh, do what we could to survive. How do you try to, I guess, see that progression in practice? And what are you guys working on in practice to try to kind of create that consistency and try to create that winning culture with a younger squad? Every day we try to hone in on a certain aspect. Um, and a lot of it has to do with confidence. We're trying to build up confidences. And so far we're probably not right on target, but that is our goal for every practice is to build up their confidence and their skills. Well, like you said, it's it's kind of uh, over the season. You want to be good at the end of the season. You guys aren't quite there exactly. yet, so still, still got a little bit of time. Well, Coach, who are some girls that are playing well this season for you? Uh, we have three really great seniors that are doing the best they can and, and trying to keep the team together. Uh, we've got Leah Kate Clark, who is one of our pitchers. We've got Chalice Matthews, who is a second baseman, and we've got Jasmine Flowers, who is our catcher at the moment. And we have a another uh, older upperclassman, Emma Dolworth, who is uh, leading the team in pretty much every category. Well, that's always nice when you kind of have that uh, senior leadership uh, kind of helping lead the way, especially with the younger squad. We're talking with head coach Casey Bennett of the Livingston Academy Wildcats softball program. Coach, you mentioned losing the six seniors, and now you're into, I guess, somewhat of a new district. There's some similar teams in this district, but a very, very tough district and uh, definitely not an easy year to have a young team. How tough is this district this year? I would put money that it's one of the toughest, toughest districts in the state. Uh, we've got some really, really greatly coached teams and some great athletes in this district. And every time I watch another team in our district, it's it's pretty amazing to see. How do you hope that playing these great teams in this district night in, night out, kind of helps these younger players in this year, but especially in the years to come? Exactly. You only get better when you play better. So our goal is to use every game. Like I said, we're just trying to get better every single day. So you don't get better playing people that are worse than you are. 
Have you been able to pick out some positives? I know you mentioned uh, some of the players that are playing really well. Sounds like the upperclassmen are kind of leading the charge. But as a team, have you been able to pick out some positives that the team is doing well this year? Absolutely. Uh, that is a big goal of mine is never – I try never to be negative. I try to pick out all of the positives that I can, even if they're just little everyday things. We try to be as positive as we can with these kids because – I grew up with some coaches that were never positive, and I believe that's just the way to go. You think that makes it, I guess, more fun? Is that kind of why you do that, to make it more fun for the girls? Even though you might not be playing that well, it's still a fun opportunity. You're still playing softball, still playing high school sports. That's right. And um, like I said, previous experiences and, and talking with other people who grew up with that type of situation, I just feel like uh, the kids respond better to that. And it's so much better to be nice than it is to be mean. Coach, you had a, a couple of games postponed and then canceled this weekend. You Coming up on Monday, you're going to have Clay County, and I guess a little bit of a rivalry there, a smaller school, but still very close to you. What are you guys working on in practice to try to get ready for the Bulldogs? Well, our seniors are not going to be here next week because they're going on their senior trip. So we're going to try to fill in some spots with what we've got on the bench, and we're just going to try to actually just get in game mode again. It's been a week since we've played a game. So you guys are, are dealing with adversity all over the place then? Oh, yeah, it's it's slapping us everywhere. Well, I guess it gives it an opportunity to some of the younger players to, to kind of step up. And I guess is that kind of the hope for this game coming up on, I guess, next week when you don't have your seniors? That is our hope. Uh, hopefully we can find us a diamond in the rough that maybe doesn't excel at practice but can show up during games. Well, there you go. That's head coach Casey Bennett with the Livingston Academy Wildcats softball program right here on the high school playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, we appreciate the time. Good luck going forward in the season. Thank you. Appreciate it. Welcome back here on the High School Playbook. We're joined now by head coach Trenton Stokes of the Stone Memorial Panthers baseball program. Coach sitting right around 500 on the season right now, but you lost your first four games to Livingston, Oak Ridge, and Upperman, but then you guys beat Upperman. You beat Monterey, two very good baseball teams. What was kind of that turning point? Uh, It was a little bit of everything. It's been kind of a weird start to the season. Um, It's been kind of like the weather, just up and down, but... uh, you know, got off to a slow start there, but honestly, we weren't playing bad. Um, we were playing the way I wanted us to play. We were throwing strikes, playing good defense, just couldn't get the bats rolling. Um, obviously missing some basketball guys as well. Um, and we had a lot of shoes to fill after, after losing some seniors off last year's team. Some guys needed to find out where they fit in the system and, and what their role was and some leadership stuff. But, uh, the whole time, even going 0-4, you know, I liked where we were at. I liked my team's mentality. Um, we just needed to kind of – I kept telling my guy, guys, you're not an 0-4 team. You know, we're going to pull through this. We keep doing little things right. Uh, buy into our system, and the wins are going to start coming. And, and they sure did. Uh, you know, the only game I was kind of disappointed in was that, that Monday matchup against Upperman that we lost. And uh, that was the first time I saw that we kind of needed a – a reality check and the you know as a coaching staff we sent a little message to the boys and uh they responded the right way like a team with uh with grit should and and they bounced right back on that tuesday matchup and kind of haven't looked back since 
Has it been a little bit tough, I guess, that you start with the four losses, but you mentioned it. They bounced back really well. They started to get into a rhythm, but mm-hmm. now you guys have to deal with weather as well. How, I mean, how tough is it year in and year out that you kind of get the bas- basketball guys back, you start to get into the rhythm, and then the weather has something to say about it? Yeah, the weather's been a problem, but it kind of always is. We're kind of used to that process um, as far as moving things around and, and being flexible on, on what we're doing. The biggest thing is trying to make sure that you know, if we cancel games, we try to get them back in so these guys get every opportunity to play as many games as they can. And, uh, um, you know, we're, we're used to uh, stop, go, stop, go. Uh, you just got to – you make sure you deal with that in the preseason as far as uh, making sure you're a focused team. And um, kind of our our uh, mantra for the year is that we want to be – we want to be a gritty team that – that doesn't let things get in our way. We want to find a way instead of a way out. And uh, like I said, even with that 0-4 start, I knew the mentality was right. I knew the guys were doing the right things, and, and we get it going. We're talking with head coach Trenton Stokes of the Stone Memorial Panthers baseball program right here on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, you guys have been playing some pretty good baseball as of late. Who are the guys that are getting the job done and playing some pretty good baseball? Um. It's really been a team effort. Uh, some guys finding out what their roles roles are and kind of buying into that. And um, you know, I know you're going to want some names here. So even though it has been a team effort, uh, I've been really surprised by our pitching staff. Uh, you know, I knew we always got a rock solid guy out there in Dylan. He he goes out there and competes on the mound day in day out. Um, but we were you know we were leaving leaving behind some guys that uh, that had played big roles for us before and had some guys stepping in. And Braden Looper and Wade Wilson have stepped up there as the guys behind Dylan. They've done a fantastic job just uh, really kind of executing what we want to do and what our game plan is and, you know, kind of pound the zone, play defense. And, uh, you know, we don't want to give too many free tickets out there. And they've done a really good job of, of having the right mentality on the mound and competing out there and, um, you know, we brought on a, a new pitching coach, Lee Henry, uh, that's, it's helped out a lot too. And, uh, just really surprised by that group. I thought, you know, I was a little worried going into the season if they were going to be able to fill those shoes and, and step up to the challenge. And they've met it head on for sure. Uh, offensively, we, we started off a little slow there and, uh, needed to get some things going. But, uh, Colin Teagues and Nick Osmond have been there, uh, rock solid. And then we got Dylan back. Um, Nick's got two home runs on the year. Him and Colin have been hitting for average. Uh, really solid pieces there in the middle of the lineup for us that have that have helped us kind of uh, get out of that 0-4 start and kind of get everybody else getting the bats rolling. And once we get the bats rolling, get some runners on, then we can play the game we want to play and be a little aggressive. Coach, you guys are kind of right in the middle of district play right now and in the middle of the standings mm-hmm. as well. Three and three so far, yet to play DeKalb, which you have coming up on Monday and Tuesday, and then Macon County and Cumberland County to finish out district play. Do you guys feel like you're in a pretty good spot to try to get that one or two seed by the end of the season? We do. Um, you know, obviously we didn't get the start we wanted going 0 2 versus, uh, versus Livingston. Mm-hmm. They're a great team, though. Um, and, you know, Creed pitched a great game against us on Monday. Um, and and then uh then we got we you know we didn't want to start 0 and 2 right there but um I was very excited to come into this district uh, we've played these teams in the past uh in non-district matchups I knew the teams we were going to be facing I knew the coaches we were going to be facing uh, a lot of high character guys uh great guys to work with as far as uh district coaches go um 
was just really excited to get in here and, and get in this new district and kind of get it going there. What's something you guys are working on in practice that you're trying to improve on? Uh, being consistent. That's, that's when you, when you lose a lot of leadership and a lot of seniors off of last year's team, um, you kind of go with the ups and downs and you don't know who's going to lead the way yet, who we need to be following. And, uh, um, just being consistent on a daily basis. That's what in the preseason when we're practicing and, you know, you're only going against yourself and you're just waiting for somebody to get somebody else to get over there in that other dugout and kind of come together as a team right there. Um, you know, I feel like uh, the guys have bought into the fundamentals of what we do. Uh, they've bought in mentality wise of what we want to be and how we want to play the game. Uh, now it's just a matter of being consistent with it on a day in day out basis. And, you know, Running off five in a row here uh, is showing me that we've got what it takes to to be consistent and finish out this season on a on a high note. And, um, you know, we got DeCab coming up, and DeCab's always going to be a challenge. We've played them in the past. Uh, got a ton of respect for Coach Webb and what he does. Um, they kind of mirror us well uh, as far as I feel like they're very similar to us. A uh, very gritty team. Um, they like to small ball it and apply pressure and they never give in. They're going to, they're going to bang with you the whole way through. And, uh, so that's, that's the next challenge. That's the next page. Try not to get too far ahead. And that's what we're looking at on Monday and Tuesday. That's head coach Trenton Stokes with the Stone Memorial Panthers baseball program. He just mentioned it right there. They're getting back into district play with DeKalb County coming up on Monday and Tuesday. Coach, we appreciate you joining us right here on the high school playbook. Good luck going forward in the season. Thank you, Jake. Appreciate it. Welcome back here on the High School Playbook. We're joined now by head coach of the Jackson County Blue Devils softball program, Alex Castle. Coach, in your first year with the program here at Jackson County, I guess first question, uh, how's it feel midway through the season? Is it kind of what you expected? Um, Well, there are some unexpected and some great stuff that has happened so far. I knew coming into this program I would have to build and – our first this first year um is they're very new um so um just getting the girls to love the game again and uh learning the basics right now um has been my main goal um so really no surprises there uh but they uh, are great at learning and uh just taking what i say and trying to apply it to uh, the next game Coach, what's your background in softball, and I guess what what is kind of your coaching style that you have brought to Gainesboro? Um, I'm more I'm I'm not super laid back, but um, I can be intense sometimes if I need to be. Um, just trying to relate with the girls, uh, seeing as it's just only been ten years since I've played. Uh, trying to relate with them and understand where they're coming from sometimes, and. Uh, but also being stern with them and pushing them to where I know they can be. So, uh, does it sound or does it seem like throughout the season that they've started to kind of buy into what you are bringing to the table here for the program? I, I think so. Um, we had a rough start. Um, I ended up having almost five girls quit uh, a month before season started. I don't. Uh, there was talk that apparently I was a little bit too hard, but you know it's a different environment for them. There, it's it's completely new, and that's okay. Um, but the ones that have stuck around and they're still with me, uh, they they love it. They just love that I want to be there, and uh, they love being there too. So, and that's all I can ask. 
Well, Coach, I know not a ton of wins so far this season with the Lady Blue Devils, but who are some girls that have been playing pretty well this season? Um, I will have to uh, say last night's game, even though we uh, took an L for Monterey, a district game, uh, uh, Shayla Kennard, our senior, played very well last night. Um, she has finally stepped up. She had a rough start to the season. She had a couple uh, injuries, but she has overcome them, and she's finally getting her groove. Um, also have a senior, Lindsay Scott, that has finally uh, found, her, found her groove in uh, batting. She started out with a little bit of a slump, and uh, she has stepped up for us too as well. We're talking with head coach Alex Castle of the Jackson County Lady Blue Devils softball program right here on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, uh, you do have the one win so far this season that I was able to find on your schedule. You beat York 10-0. to What was that like for the program, and what was it like for you getting your first win with the Blue Devils? It was great. Uh, they played phenomenal. They hit the ball great. They did everything that I could have asked for. Um, we really needed that win, too, um, just to pump up the, their spirits a little bit and keep them motivated because I could tell, you know, it's it's hard losing, but it's also builds character. And uh, these this group of girls, they never quit. They, they really don't. So um, they're very motivated and determined to get better. Could you kind of see them realize, hey, if we do what she's telling us to do, that it, it can turn into some success? Uh, it has clicked with a lot of them. It has. Uh, so they, uh, at the beginning of the season, or even before season started, uh, they really didn't understand why I'd make them do these same drills over and over and over again. And I think they're, it's finally clicking. They're like, hmm, I think these drills are meant for a reason, <laughs> or we do this for a reason. And I think it, they're finally buying into it and understanding Coach, going off of uh, kind of those drills that you mentioned, what are you guys focusing on in practice right now that you're trying to get better at? Well, my main focus when we first started was I we did a lot of hitting drills and stuff like that, which uh, last night didn't show it, but they they do hit well. Uh, but right now our main focus is defense, um, and I have a lot of new people that just don't know um, – not the rules, but just, you know, game situations and what to do, and that's okay. I mean, they're very inexperienced, and that's why we're learning. So that's my main focus during practice is situational, you know, defense uh, stuff. Coach, it's very new, obviously, for you, for the girls, but the whole team is in a new district this year as well. What's kind of the precedent you want to set for this team and going forward in the next few years that uh, it, when people come to play Jackson County, this is what they're going to get? Um, I don't ever want anybody to underestimate us. Um, if we come out playing our best, we we can stand our ground. Um, you know, um, if we can just cut down the airs, we will be able to, you know, stick with Monterey and stick with uh, Sasquatchy, I hope, and Bledsoe. But those are two tough teams. Um, I come from playing travel ball down there when I was younger, and they still are very uh, – uh, good at their program down there and uh, uh, hopefully uh, in the next couple of years uh, we will be you know up to their level as well. Coach now coming up later today you guys have your first annual alumni game tell me a little bit about that who's it for what's it for and how many people are participating? 
Well, it started out just being, you know, your regular alumni game, and I hope to do it every year. And then, unfortunately, the, there was a passing of Mr. R.E. Bentley. He uh, actually started softball here in Jackson County. He was the first one to coach. And um, because of him, you know, we have our field because of him. So before the games even start, we are going to do a dedication for him and uh, name the field after him. Uh, so, And I ended up having over 40 women sign up for this alumni game. So it is going to be a great turnout. Also, we got the Alex Cassie Classic going on the baseball field. Even though it's going to be a little bit chilly, um, I hope for a great turnout and, uh, you know, keep keep having it every year. And, you know, hopefully the community will support us and come watch and come watch for the Alex Cassie Classics. That's head coach Alex Castle with the Jackson County Lady Blue Devils softball program right here on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, we appreciate the time. Good luck going forward in the season. Thank you. I appreciate it. Welcome back here on the High School Playbook. We're joined now by head coach Joey Burnett of the Cumberland County Jets baseball program. Coach, big bounce back win against Upperman, 18-16 to after getting shut out by the Bees in their previous game against them. Just kind of take me through that one. What was that win like Thursday night? Uh, it was a huge win for us. Um, our number one, he kind of struggled a little bit. They were hitting us early. Uh, you know, we jumped out early on them 2 to nothing in the first, and then they came back in uh, – Really, we just struggled to get them out, and heads were hanging low. We brought in another guy. Um, he's a real behemoth on the mound for us, man. He was uh, he was huge for us, and we we had a big inning where we scored we scored eight and took the lead on them ten to seven, and then it just kind of lit a fire under us. And um, you know, they we we took advantage of some situations and some timely hitting and base running, and uh, did a lot of the little things correct to really uh, keep us in the game and keep scoring and. We're uh, happy with the win. Now, Coach, the game before against the Bees, you lost 18-0. to zero, Is that correct? Uh, yeah. How how did you turn it around? And I guess what does that kind of say about your team? You, you get blown out, but then you come back, you score 18 runs, and you get the win against a really good ball club. Monday night was, um, I think mentally we were really uh, tired from playing a lot of games the past two weeks. Not a lot of practice going into it. It's play two games, take a rest day, then go play another game, and then maybe a doubleheader out of town and things like that. So mentally, I think the kids were just tired and beat down a little bit. Um, took a couple of days off just to kind of unwind, relax a little bit, get our get our heads about us. And um, the really just really proud of our guys for being for for staying with it mentally into that game because it you know it looked like it could have got away from us again like it did Monday night and. And man, they pushed through and, and really showed their medal, and I was uh, I was just really happy for how they responded, and that's kind of what we've been trying to preach this year more than more than the fundamentals as much as just mentally staying in a game and knowing that you know it, it takes it takes it all the way to the end. Every play matters, and and we just want to keep playing until it's until the umps call us off the field. Coach, you've played a pretty tough schedule this year. You're sitting right around 500 on the season, so kind of up and down at times. Obviously, coming off the big win against Upperman, did you purposely schedule it this tough to to try to get you prepared for this competitive uh, district? Um, actually, the way the thing shook out, I came in um, probably around September. Is our our head coach had an opportunity to take a to take a job elsewhere that he couldn't pass up and. You know, we were kind of scrambling, and I was fortunate enough to get the job, and schedule was already made out. 
So, you know, I just told our players, no matter what happens with this, we're just going to fight through everything and and just try to really change our culture around from we're always into a, in a game until the game's over with. And it's it's taken some time, but they've uh, they've really come along with it. But the tougher schedule early has really helped us as we as we're going on. We're playing a lot of confidence and and wishing that with the confidence we have now on some of the earlier games, we wish we could go back. But obviously, you know that's probably a lot of teams. But I'm really proud of how they're doing, how they're competing against some of these some of these higher echelon teams that we've been playing we're talking with head coach joey burnett of the cumberland county jets baseball program right here on the high school playbook presented by mountain barn builders coach who are some of the guys that are playing well this season for you reese nations is coming through for us he's our he's our leader on our squad and um you know he's hitting the ball well he's seeing it well ace hawkins is man he's he's pitching lights out he struggled a little bit the other night but other than that nobody's really touched him for anything and um Hunter Ostrander's been, he's been driving a lot of runs for us. And, man, we've all just been really preaching um, a we atmosphere rather than individual accomplishments. And and it's starting to pay off the more we go. But we've got a lot of good players and a lot of guys are really buying in and, and really playing hard for us. So I hate to just single any one out, but those are a couple of guys that are really stepping up for us this year. You guys are in probably one of the more competitive districts in the state. Is it's still pretty wide open? Obviously, you just beat Upperman. Livingston's up there. You got Stone Memorial across town from you guys. Macon County's playing some good baseball. How competitive is this district this year? This has been a really tough district for me to come into this year. Um, it's it's looking like that anybody can win a game at any time right now. So. With with that being said, it's I think this entire district's gonna go down to the final week and every game from here on out is really important for everyone. What are you guys working on in practice? Uh fundamentals on defense more than anything. Um what I've been seeing so far with our team is if we play clean, if we play air free baseball, our pitching's gonna hold up and and, you know, kind of carry us in and give us a chance, you know, in a in a one-run ball game or a two-nothing ball game, we still have a shot no matter what until our final out. So we want to – we stress pitching and defense more than anything. Do, do you think kind of having, I guess, a little bit of the break this week? You mentioned you played Monday, then you played Thursday. You kind of had the break in between. Do you think that's going to help your squad, especially getting back into district play coming up this coming Monday? Yeah, after a, after a big win last night and – um you know, it, it was a long, it was a long game. It took us a while to get that one over with. Uh, probably take the day off and come in Saturday with a really good approach to practice and and really regroup and make sure everybody's on the same page and and doing the things we want to do in the cage and with our bullpens and getting arms ready and getting everybody ready to go to stress the importance of Monday and Tuesday. Well, let's talk about those two a little bit here. You got Livingston coming up Monday and Tuesday. You get back into district play. We just talked about how competitive the district is, and it's still pretty wide open to try to get those one and two seeds as those are always sought after. How big are these two games coming up Monday and Tuesday? These games are huge. Um, with the way things are shaping out in the in the entire district, to get to get a win or a sweep or anything is just going to go a long way to our seating and, you know, playing well with confidence as the season starts to wind down a little bit and hopefully carry some momentum into every game we play. Head coach Joey Burnett with the Cumberland County Jets baseball program right here on the High School Playbook presented by Mountain Barn Builders. Coach, we appreciate the time. Good luck going forward in the season. 
Well, we appreciate you guys reaching out to us, and hopefully we can uh, keep doing more interviews with us after big wins like we just had.